the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is proudly sponsored by Thatchface, taming beards and saving lives. Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jay, joined just by Troy this week. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm very good. My internet seems to be right, so I'm a happy chappy. That's all good. That's all good. We did have some technical difficulties on your end there last night, which is why Big Tasty was deputising. He said something <laughs> about looking for copper piping in your house and why isn't that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, so talking about NXT today, I thought it was an excellent episode. Oh, it was as a wasn't it? Yeah. Um, where can people talk to us about it before and after they listen to this podcast? Oh, Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod. Or if you want to come at us on something on Facebook, it's Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Lovely stuff. Should we get underway then, mate? Oh, let's do it. Because it was fucking great, wasn't it? It was. Um, it was. Show opens with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Casey and Casey. Because um, it's just easy to say their initials, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Much Casey easier. squared. Um, <laughs> surprised WWE haven't done that already. Dakota says last week was a breeze. This week will be a cakewalk. Um, <laughs> match itself. The faces team up on Dakota for the early part. Caden uh, Carter come out with this match looking really good, I thought. Yeah, she like, did. Really, really She good. held her own with both Raquel and Dakota at different times of the match. Yeah. Um, she was too quick for Raquel. For Raquel, she gets her to chase around the ring and then just like drop kicks her as she gets back in. Mm. Um, the heels isolate uh, Casey Catanzaro. The faces go for silly string, and it looks like they fucked it up. They fucked where, it a little bit, didn't they? Is that the thing like off the outside of the yeah, apron, like over the, the ropes? bend back and then That's throw it. back over for the yeah. Rana? But it looked like she just kind of like flattened Kai. Um, <laughs> Caden uh, hit like a really cool move where she hit like a run and drop kick in the corner on Raquel oh, yeah. Gonzalez and landed on top of Dakota like in a splash. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, off the drop kick, got twisted her body and then hit the splash. Yeah, she's got yeah, some really unique like stuff she does. She's cool, man. She's really, yeah. really good. I wasn't too sold on these as a tag team like a little while back, but they're really, really jelly well. They look so good. Yeah, Caden Carter, someone who's really grown on me. Like, mm. I, I wasn't, as, as you say, I wasn't like really... Not that I wasn't impressed. He just went really like, just doing much. anything for me. Yeah, but exactly. When they've he'd been given a bit a, more time. Yeah, they've had a sign for a while as well, man. Yeah, paired like, them. a few years. So it's it's nice to see her finally getting some some real TV time and a bit of character development. And mm, I'm pretty sure when they both signed for the second May Young Classic. Uh, that sounds about right. How long ago was that? Three years. That ago? was maybe more. Two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Because didn't. Uh, Casey entered a rumble as well that year. Yeah, but that mental yeah, following like January leapfrogged onto like the the turnbuckle on the outside and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. She's yeah. do, she does that whenever she enters now as well, doesn't she? She like yeah, free climbs up the ring post, which yeah. is mental. There was um, um, you'll get to it in a bit, but there was there was a cool spot earlier that showed. A bit I was literally going to segue into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of climbing, she climbs. She actually climbed. Um, Raquel, didn't she? 
she sort of leaped over Raquel to then grab onto the scaffolding, yeah. which is no mean feat because Gonzalez is pretty tall. Like I think she was crouched down yeah. a bit, but still to get that kind of like elevation to get up and over and onto it. Yeah, so she climbs up the uh, truss and then crossbodies both um, Raquel and Dakota, yeah. taking them out. Um, How has that the, not been used before? Like, as in, like, the trust that's all around them. Someone, like, they've had it up since they turned it into CWC. You don't see that many people using it. Like, even mm-hmm. at takeovers, you think, okay, there's, there'll be a big spot off there. Someone's going to leap off it. But I don't recall anyone. Someone really else, else has. They obviously did the thing where, they, where Pete Dunne, like, threw Kyle O'Reilly into it. Yeah, I remember um, that. But there was there was a match where it was used. I just can't think of who it was now. Okay. Was it the triple threat at the last takeover? Um Priest, Gargano and Ruff. Um didn't Leon maybe. Ruff do something with it? I was gonna say if anyone's gonna chuck themselves off, it's gonna be Leon Ruff in it. I was gonna say on on a similar note, you can bet your ass if Kevin Owens was in NXT, he'd be chucking himself off that every fucking Oh week. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> He'd be climbing Lo- that. Love is a, a mental high spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, the faces double team Raquel. Um, Casey hits a corkscrew 630 again. Uh, did, you, did you know it was Dakota? It didn't get, quite get there in time to break the pin. Yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Raquel yeah. had to kick out a bit. Had to kick out early, yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, and then Raquel hits a mean-looking one-handed powerbomb on Casey to win the match. Mm. Uh, I, I was quite surprised by this. I thought... Obviously, Dakota and Raquel were my pick, but I thought that Casey and um, Caden had kind of been presented that they were going to be like the surprise finalists. Well, they they called it what is it? They called them at the start like the the bracket busters. Yeah, so no one expected them to get out of it, and and actually they they surprised a lot of people. Yeah, they did. They're they're really 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 good. Um, it just yeah. further cements why the NXT women. Uh, sorry, the tag team women's tag team titles should just be in nxt because mm. alone there's numerous teams like we all thought i think we said when when they announced this dusty cut women's tag thing they were like oh okay there'll be a few tag teams in from like raw and smackdown and there isn't it's solely nxt people so yeah even more deserving of why that belt should just be there because it's awesome absolutely couldn't agree more um especially with the way they're booking a certain thing on Raw this week um, with um, Naomi yeah. and Lana being the number one one contenders. Yeah, yeah. Get Naomi and Lana down to NXT and wrestle oh. some of those people. Yes. I'd love to see them just in NXT. They're, yeah. they're both like Lana's come on leaps and bounds in the last year or so. She has. Naomi's always really entertaining to watch. And she kind of had this really uh, almost stop start booking. I know there was a big thing like towards the back end of last year where people were crying out for her to be like put into mm. the mix and, and they did nothing for her really. And she wasn't really about for a lot of last year. She, the end of last year, she had to have say like an emergency surgery, I believe on her abdomen. Um, oh, okay. And that's what's kept her off TV for like right, right. the last four months, apparently. Mm. Um, But yeah, I mean, we, we spoke about it on the raw review uh, when we recorded that and about how it's good that they're actually just given her something to do. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, she's someone who's criminally underused, um, and she's she's someone as well who I think she benefit from having Lana there because her character work's not great, but her in work, in ring work is excellent. Mm. Whereas on the other side, Lana's character yeah. work's great, and her in ring work's improving. So they kind of they yeah. kind of complement each other perfectly. Yeah, they said something um, later on in the 
obviously we won't get into it, but later on in the the last match, uh, Undisputed Era against Thatcher and Champa, where they say, when you get these kind of like ragtag tag teams that, that come together that are mm. kind of almost polar opposites or um, not an established tag team, often um, they get together because they fill in the gaps in kind of what that other person yeah. lacks. And it would be a similar thing with that. Like you say, one has the character, the other one not so much, and one has in-ring and the other one not so much. So, yeah, yeah really good combination. I'm excited to see what I do with them. Absolutely. Um, next, we have the comment, commentary team congratulating Wade <laughs> on becoming a US citizen, awesome. giving him a picture of Hacksaw Jim Duggan and, and an apple pie. And Wade <laughs> looks furious that he got given an apple pie. <laughs> because Vic Joseph just fucking dunked his thumb in the middle of it. Pillock. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, I'm not going to eat that, am I? And to be fair, that apple pie looked awful as well. Mm. Didn't look very appetizing. It was like, I've been, I've lived in America for like 16 years or something, and this is all you could give me. You should have given me a cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, after this, we get Tony Storm saying she's going to take the NXT women's title at, at TakeOver. And then you just see like a little bit of Regal and Edge just chatting backstage at it's a nice little throwback to Edge, yeah, picking up the brass knuckles and yeah. going, you hit me with these. <laughs> he points to his head, doesn't he? So like, yeah, yeah, he's there, you prick. <laughs> yeah. Um, this leads us to our next match, which was Austin Theory and Leon Ruff. Um, Theory, quite early on, goes for a fallaway slam and Ruff lands on his feet. That was kind of, that, that was kind of like the dynamic of the match that like mm. Ruff was using his quickness and his like sort of Agility size advantage and, to yeah. his advantage. That's it. Yeah. Whereas, um, Theory was just using the size advantage to sort of throw Ruff around every now and again and beat him up. Um, Ruff fired up with some strikes and a super kick Gargano twice, which was kind of like what led to stuff, a lot of like the madness near the end of the match. Mm-hmm. Um, Candice and Indy come out to help Johnny and then Ember and Shotty attack them. Yeah. As the reps kind of shepherding them away, <laughs> Ruff like claps his hands and throws himself down, shouting that Johnny hit him. Eddie Guerrero special. Yeah, he did as well. So when when Johnny was getting ejected, he did the little uh, the little sort of like that. <laughs> yeah, did did. For, for those who didn't see, I just did the Eddie Guerrero shimmy. Um, <laughs> the bit he that did cracked that. me up on this as well, like he did that, but Drake works the, the ref when he does the whole thing where he's like, you're out of here, and he winds up his hands and really, really <laughs> oversells it. <laughs> yeah, jo- Johnny looked absolutely shook when Drake did that as well. He looked <laughs> devastated. Um Ruff hit is twist and cut for a two count, and then oh, that theory so drop. Ruff. It's such a good move, such isn't it? I love move. it. That should be his finisher, I think. Though mm, I'm surprised it's not. Like, I mean, to be fair, the, the crucifix, crucifix bomb's, bomb's good, but yeah. everyone's using it now. Mm. Like loads, loads of their women's wrestlers have used it, like in the last uh, couple of shows. Yeah, um, I think Lana hits that actually on Raw this week. Um, yeah, and I've no seen it on NXT. Get- no one quite get this, gets the same whip round as Ruff gets, though, because when he does it, it's it's so fluid. Yeah, there's so much talk it, on it when he does that's it. That's it, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree, though, the, the that spinning cutter should But that, that cut is beautiful. He should be finishing matches with that. Yeah. Um, theory drops Ruff onto the barricade, hits all day, every day uh, to win, which is like his TKO move. Yeah, yeah. Um, he then hits it again post-match, goes to grab the ring bell, and Loomis, say, grabs it, stops him, tries to lock in silence, uh, theory runs away and Loomis has like just a lock of Theory's hair. <laughs> he's making a voodoo doll out of that. He's going to torture the fuck out of him. Okay. He's, he's going <laughs> to have it round his neck, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this is a decent match, actually. 
It's, um, yeah, these two are. They've wrestled a few times now on NXT, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they also always theory, seem to have good chemistry. Yeah, theory feels like he's come on quite a bit since like a year ago. Has he got mm. a? I had that whole thing where he was on a losing streak for a while and everyone was like, oh, what's this leading to? And then he was off TV for a bit and came back with, with Johnny and everything like that. But I just kind of, I don't know, I, I like this partnership with, with Gargano and they just remind me of like greasy high school jocks. Um, yeah. And it, it's so amusing. Like Johnny is so good and we'll, we'll get to that later because there's a hilarious interview with him. Yeah, um, but I is. think Austin Theory's <laughs> really, really benefiting from being aligned with him. Yeah, um, I mean, he's still only like 23, 24, yeah, isn't he? So, young. so yeah. he's got him and Leon both have kind of like the future ahead of them. They seem to be like the kind of people. Of left. Yeah. 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 They seem to be the kind of people that they're going to probably not not necessarily pillar NXT around, but definitely build the next like year or so as like some big names up there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I um, after this, we get a Legado vignette. Um, and this was this was weird because it was done very similar to like a carrying cross one, which obviously mm. played into sort of later on in the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he said this is the end and time's running out on um on everyone the wrestling and all that. And it was mm. even like the dynamic of it, like it was like sort of like grayscale and yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like st- overlays and all that that was similar to like the stuff from carrying crosses vignettes. Mm. Um, I'm sure that'll go somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> we then get a. Uh, Tian Sha vignette. I'm going to tell uh, which, you, this was my highlight. It was awesome. Night, it was very cool. Excellent. We were complaining for the last few weeks. Why haven't they been on TV? What are they doing with them? Why aren't they the best thing going? Why aren't they on TV? Yeah, this but, so like good. this kind of like adds to my gripe that I've had for the last two weeks is how hard was it to put that on? Yeah. I like, mean, to be fair, they could have been spending the last two weeks putting that together, but that that's also true. didn't. That's need, very true. That didn't need them in it. Like they're still gonna be mm. something, but I, I'm happy with this. This was really, really cool. Yeah, it was a lot of world building for that faction. So it um mm. it gave us the name of the leader, Mei Ying. Uh, it's shown her full face now, not just yeah. like half of it with that like weird mask she's been mm. wearing. Uh and I'm pretty I'm ninety percent sure it's Karen Q. I couldn't quite tell because the face paint yeah, was like sure flashing on the screen, yeah. but it looks a lot like Karen Q. Um but yeah, she's gonna be called Mei Ying, um, and that she was basically like they made the thing out that she was like a mortal and a thousand years old, very mm. much. Very kind of inspired by, uh, for any Marvel fans out there, Iron Fist and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, very cool. Very, so very cool. Good. Um, and I'm looking forward to see where they go with it. Mm-hmm. I also, I don't, know, I don't know if you picked up on this, I imagine you probably did, but it definitely wasn't lost on me, the fact they were talking about the older... Um, brother and the younger sister, yeah. and on the on the dynamic, they had the yeah. the yeah, exactly that, yeah. They had the king and that, and then when it's shown Monday, it was Bo and Jai. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, Bo is definitely turning on of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. At some point. Yeah, I'm well excited for this. Yeah. So good. So it's just so different as well from anything they're doing. Mm. And yeah, if they yeah. have more like animated shorts like that, it's just again, it's refreshingly different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Makes it stand out from everything else on the show. Definitely. Um, after this, uh, we got Lucha House Party versus Legado del Fantasma. Oh, in couple, a couple of things to say. Everyone's ring gear in this is superb. I like the fact that um, Metalik and Lindsay have matching masks. Yeah. yeah. Well, not I say matching. They weren't. They weren't identical. Like they but were still pretty unique similar to styles. each other. But they were. They had yeah. 
So like Metalik had like the ears like Lindsay has on yeah, his. So and then... a bit like the tiger mask one from Japan, mm. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, Lin Lindsay's had a bit more of um like the sort of flames from Metalik's on mm. like one part of it as well. Yeah. I'm um, glad that Lucha well, say Lucha Housebright, it's two of them, but yeah, Lucha Housebright, they're getting more TV time here and they're going across brands because they're both fucking awesome. Like really, <laughs> really good. And I thought Arguably, this was like the standout match. Well, the last match was super, but this this was really good. Showcased what a lot of them are about. I've just put lots of good lucha things. Yeah, um, <laughs> there, there was some cool spots as well. Where you could see they'd scouted each other. So Metalik went for like the rope walk quite yeah. early on, and Mendoza just kicked them off the top rope to the outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, Metalik hits an awesome sunset flip powerbomb part partway through this match as well. Yeah, he um, the bejesus out of him, didn't he, off the corner? Yeah, and there was a mental spot near, right near the end where Metalik um, hit uh, hit Mendoza with a Hurricane Rana off the ropes onto Wild on the outside, and Lindsay Moon salted onto everybody and smacked the back of his head against the announce table. Oh, um, bastard. <laughs> and then Legado del, del, uh, Legado del Fantasma won with a, it was kind of like a Russian leg sweep. Russian um, leg sweep into like that. Like, like with like a drop kick, drop kick yeah, uh, it was combined. Um, a couple of other spots in that that were cool. So there's um, yeah, Dorado's golden rewind always looks cool, like the kind of the springboard stunner off the back. Um, mm. And although it was kind of slightly botched, um, Wild pulled off a really cool like springboard double DDT, but they yeah. didn't quite stick the landing properly. But it it looked cool. Yeah, um, Metal was a bit slow to uh, bend forward, yes. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was a really fast-paced fast -paced match. It was hard to write notes for this. I was, yeah, yeah. I was pausing <laughs> a lot and going back to. I'm to glad. That, I'm glad that you managed to fill in a couple of blanks for me there. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. Go, go. Just go check it out. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, after the match, MSK come out and say, "If say they're Michael Jackson and El uh, Legado del Fantasmo are uh, Tito, and they're going to beat them up next week. Um, they were good on the mic, you know, like they like really natural, just like mm. come across really well. Yeah, when they were in Impact, they got given like a lot of time, like mm. to just do like backstage segments, like talking and stuff like that. Um, Deservedly so, they sound good. And uh, that yeah. match next to those two, uh, well, oh, it's going to be It's going to be fucking mental. Yeah going to be very good the, yeah. on, the only the only thing i'm gutted about is it's not lucha house party yeah because that would have been even more insane yeah. but that's not to take anything away from legado del fantasma no, that would still be awesome um yeah. like see a triple but, threat with those down the line sometime yeah we'll probably see that, that down the line um yeah. after this uh pete dunn only Lorcan, and danny birch arrive um dunn says let's go get bala and they head into the cwc and joe's champer and thatcher just like getting ready and training that's got one of those like old like weights. Yeah, I'm like trying to work out what that was. Like a stick, it's like just a, a big like ball on the end. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Iron Sheik used to train with the, like two wooden versions of it. Sheiky that were baby. smaller. And <laughs> right. yeah, and uh, Thatcher's just using this big like it looked like a uh, like iron or something like that, didn't it? Mm. it was, looked fucking heavy, whatever it was. Anyway, yeah. explains why he's such a unit. <laughs> um, <laughs> After this, Pete Dunn come, comes out just as he said he would, calls out Finn Balor. Uh, Finn comes to the ring and says um, Dunn's hiding behind Oni and Bear. Dunn says he, he's not hiding behind anyone. And then Finn's like, well, they're in the ring. They're still there. So you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finn then dismisses them and they have a sort of like a back and forth. Uh, Finn says that Dunn will face him at TakeOver Vengeance Day. 
I'm still a bit mad they didn't just call it St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah. Throw it up there. Just do it. You've already got yeah. paid view. They, they did kind of like, I saw a couple of memes floating around because the same writing as the ve- old Vengeance pay-per-view. I was going to say, why didn't they just call it Vengeance? And then also Judgment Day as well. So uh, it's like they've put the two put together, together for Valentine's yeah, yeah. Day, Vengeance Day. Um, I like that they're bringing back the names of a few old ones because there's no chance of us seeing it on on Raw or SmackDown. Well, mm. there might, but not yet. But they like that when they did in your house last year and Halloween Havoc, Great American Bash. Yeah, I like I like they're doing the same sort of pay per view model as AEW. Like they're having a couple of takeovers to feel bigger, and then they're yeah. having like the little sort of. Named episodes of NXT, house show sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It it, it's definitely it makes it makes the TV shows feel bigger than they are. Mm. Yeah, as well. And that that, that's what I like about it. Um, so as Finn announces the match, Edge comes out. Um, yes, and cuts an absolute fire promo. Fire, Um, fire promo. (laughs) There was a line that he just starts with where he says a lot of the time they put emphasis on the E in WWE. Yeah, NXT. It's more the second W that they, they focus on. Mm. Um, he talks about the passion that people have in NXT, and that's what kind of like helped him find this passion when he came back. Get his career back, uh, yeah, yeah. He teases challenging the winner of Edge vs. Pete oh, Dunne. I love uh, that. Sorry, either Edge Dunne or Edge Balor, I should it's say. It's when he, he points to the belt and goes, I've never had that. <laughs> that intrigues me. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. The way he said that intrigues me. Oh, yeah. Um, he compares himself to Pete Dunne and Pete Dunne just shrugs his shoulders. Yeah, and he's like, I'd have done that as well. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I would have done that 10 years ago as well, kid. <laughs> and then he, he says that Finn Balor's operating on a completely different level to anyone he's ever seen. Um, and again, just he keep, goes on about how he's never held the NXT title and says yeah. if, he had, if he hasn't, what did he say? Something like, if I haven't made my mind up by TakeOver, mm, I'm sure you match. two will help me. That's it, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is and, this isn't the first instance where uh, Edge appears, more on that later, um, during hmm. this show. But this is something I wanted to say on, on the Raw review last night. Obviously, you can get on with internet issues. But having Edge in the position that he's in at the moment is superb because he, you can tell that he wants everyone around him, anything that people are in with him, anything he's associated with wants to elevate everything. Just the yeah. mere presence of him, him being on NXT. And I, I think I messaged this across last night was it gets eyes on the product. People that never watch NXT and they go, well, hang on. Edge won the Royal Rumble. I'm invested in Edge. If he's going to NXT. It must be something worth like, there must be something there worth me seeing if he's taking the time to go there. But yeah. then not only that, but then elevating everyone else that he's in the ring with not just in terms of ring work but promos here and he didn't go in and kind of overshadow anyone or put anyone down he put both guys over massively and everyone came out that looking fucking awesome and the amount of yeah. intrigue that's now around that is is super you've just put the words on my mouth I, i'm <laughs> the, i think without even really saying a whole lot of stuff he managed to kind of hype up three dream matches i didn't know i wanted yeah exactly and it was just by him being in the same camp like camera shots as people mm. it was like fucking hell okay that'll be yeah that they're, they're all good and it's something edge as well did say there was a couple of guys in nxt he wanted to work with mm. and he actually wanted to wrestle on a takeover um awesome really, really we were good. actually discussing it um 
last night that we thought maybe Edge will be on NXT literally to announce a takeover match uh, for himself. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if Edge didn't show up at takeover. Oh, sorry, if Edge did show up at takeover, rather. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe does something there. Obviously, he's going to be on SmackDown as well tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, that might might give us a bit more clarity on who he's going to challenge. But yeah, yeah. either way, he's he's done a very good job. Uh, he, I saw he did like an interview mm. and he spoke about um, he spoke about it saying, well, e- either way, if I ch- choose to challenge Drew, Finn Balor or Roman, it's going to be a good match. It's going to be a yeah, cool match. It's exactly. going to be something you haven't seen before. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. And obviously Edge has wrestled Drew before, but not this version of Drew. No, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm here for all three of those matches. Yeah. I, I, I'd be happy yeah. for any of them. Um, and I think as well that there's certain ways they could book it where Edge gets to get that feel-good moment at Mania where he wins the belt mm. and immediately loses it. Yeah. And it wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily hurt any of them. No. It's he just manages to win it on his terms and gets like the kind of the ultimate redemption, whichever that yeah. is like. Yeah. Yeah, and don't as long as as long as that the, the my main thing is if he does if say he does take the belt off like Finn Balor mm. at WrestleMania. My main thing would be as long as he give, gives that win back. Because yeah. I think the biggest issue from last year was that Charlotte beat Rhea and then she didn't give Never the win back. Chance. Exactly. She she got pinned. Uh, Rhea, sorry, Rhea got pinned by EO to, for Charlotte to lose the belt. Yeah. And that was what was so damaging about it was that they mm-hmm. wouldn't they, they wouldn't give the win back. Whereas I feel like Ed would probably a, do it differently. Oh yeah, 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 hundred percent. I mean, in a way, they sort of gave her something back at the Rumble. It's not a, it's not a win. It's not a pinfall, but it's something. Yeah, I mean, and even I if, even then, it took two people to eliminate Charles. Well, yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, it's not tainted, <laughs> but it, you know, it wasn't what we wanted. I'm sure down the line we're going to get those two rematch, and and Charlotte's doing the job. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about it. We're here to talk about NXT. Yes. A uh, little bit sidetracked <laughs> there. So next, there uh, we see a Johnny Gargano backstage interview. He says the theory is going to beat up that Creek Loomis. Uh, Candace and Indy will beat up uh, Shotzi and Ember. I didn't catch this interview. His name was Elise. Uh, I didn't either. I can't remember. It wasn't Mackenzie because um, he commented yeah, on the fact that because he kept calling McKenzie. her not Mackenzie. That's it. <laughs> and he was like, he was comparing himself to Muhammad Ali and to like the guy who interviewed Muhammad Ali. I can't remember the name of. And he was like, sort of shadow boxing her. She was like, oh, you're really good at this. And then she goes, also, William Regal's announced that you're going to face Kushida at TakeOver. Johnny freaks out because she said Kushida. <laughs> And he takes it to William Regal's office to get it fired. This was, I was pissing myself. It was just like, you're doing a really, really great job. And as soon as he says that, he's just like, right, frog marches are off. And the camera stays there and he comes back and he's like, you can come as well. You can come and see this. (laughs) I want people to see me get this woman fired. Um, (laughs) uh, He he knocks on Regal's uh, office door after the break. And then Kashida answers it. Uh, he won't let Gar- Gargano into Regal's office without an appointment, and then they end up brawling. Mm. Um, and Kashida, this ends in Kashida basically doing the whole like kicking out the arm that he does when he's setting up for the hoverboard lock. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Johnny's selling his injured arm. Um, 
Johnny's tap into that, and he come on now. Oh, I hope so because Kashida needs something like that to kind of keep his intrigue. I think he's, intrigue. he's getting to the point where not that not that he's going stale, but he's it getting to that thing for me to keep invested in him. Yeah, he's getting to that dangerous point where if they don't do something with him soon, when are they? Yeah, and yeah. fans might end up losing interest, and I don't, I don't want that to happen by any no, means. Definitely not. Um, because he's great. Uh, after this, we get Jesse Camille versus Tony Storm. Um, Tony Storm, big boots Camille early on. Um, a little bit of a back and forth. Camille got a bit of offense off in this match. She for, did, yeah. For how, how short it was. like. Um, it was a kind of a nothing match. It's just it, serving for everything later on at Vengeance Day, isn't it? it yeah. Um, so there was a really cool thing that Camille did do uh, where Tony went for a German. Mm-hmm. Camille kind of had held onto the ropes. And then as Tony oh, yeah. fell backwards, she like kind of like rolled through and hit this like rolling wheel kick, which looked amazing. Um, Mercedes Martinez comes in and gets in Tony's face as Tony's in the corner. Camille takes exception to it, tries to pull Mercedes away. Mercedes just lamps her and uh, Camille wins by DQ. And then we get like a brawl between Mercedes and Tony, which got me really excited for this match because yeah, boy, that was a bit of a dream match I didn't know I wanted. Um, <laughs> and then... EO comes out and moonsaults both of them as they're brought outside. Mm-hmm. That's that's going to be such a good match, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. And it's going to be great. Yes. Um, I kind of want to see Mercedes Martinez win it as well. Really? I'd be I'd be happy with like any any of the three winning it, but I'd like to see Mercedes because I feel like she was before the whole retribution stuff where she mm. kind of like left. She was like I thought she was going to beat Rhea and then Rhea was going to go to Maine, not the other way around. So oh, okay, okay. When when she had that match with Rhea, I was like, "Fuck, that feels like the tip of the iceberg for me for Mercedes." But obviously, it wasn't. Um, so I'd I'd like that to be kind of something to give her a bit of a momentum boost. Yeah, yeah. to get her back to where she was before she left NXT mm. the first time. Yeah, yeah, fair uh, enough. Because she's just excellent. Um, yeah. After this, we get. Um, Hangman Page off of Wish saying that night's the biggest challenge uh, for oh. the long uh, stallion. He's, he's just black. I'm, just, I'm not. I'm not getting not feeling it at all. It. I'm not feeling. I'm not buying into no. it. I mean, I mean, he looked good in the ring against Santos a little bit later on, but yeah, he's just, just yeah. He, he does just give me the moment, whole Hangman off Wish yeah, vibe. That's it. At the moment, he's doing nothing for me. I'll end up eating my words as I usually do with things like this, where I'm not invested. And then a couple mm. of months down the line, I'd be like, it's the fucking best thing on NXT. But at the moment, not for me. Yeah, he's, he's not really for me. As, as I say, he does just feel like a kind of cheap imitation of Hangman Page with the yeah. whole cowboy gimmick and that. Like, My, minus the chaps. <laughs> and the charisma. And the charisma. And, and the horse. And, and the whiskey. And the whiskey. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> just just Hangman at home. Um, spe- speaking of... Southern boys oh, with great hats. Yes. <laughs> we then get the announcement there. Cameron Grimes to the moon is back next week. <laughs> I absolutely lost my shit Me too. when I got saw that. <laughs> I saw that graphic with that little face. It's that, that little face. grin. You little scamp. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait oh. for him to go and kiss Mr. Regal's ass. <laughs> I didn't realise how much I needed Cameron Grimes back in my life. I've missed him so much. Week. He's 
he's legit one of my favorite things about NXT. I miss them so much. So good. <laughs> and when when he said he was going to be out, I was like, oh god, they hope it's not for a long time. And mm. even though it's only been a month, it feels like a lot oh, it feels longer. Like a hell of a lot longer. It feels like yeah, it really does. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to what they do because if again he was someone that felt like he was on the cusp of something a lot mm. bigger than what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and he's definitely my pick to be the uh, North American champion by the end of the year. Oh I, I think I said that anyway. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check my uh, predictions above. Yeah, if not, <laughs> I've just said it now. Uh, after this, we get Kurt Stallion versus Santos Escobar. Um, Santos just takes it to Stallion straight away, and then there was a weird bit where Vic Jones was like, "Wait, did I just see that?" And then it t- it shows yeah. behind them Scarlett on a fucking podium with red smoke coming out of it. I've written in my notes. Um, Vic Joseph says that and acts like he doesn't know who it is. Come on, who else st- stands there in a fucking a red dress, blonde hair, looking all spooky? It, yeah. Don't be a dick. Spooky Charlotte, mate, come on. Uh, Charlotte, <laughs> Scarlett, mate, come on. Play the game. <laughs> Just um, before that, there was a, a couple of points I picked up on. Um, a, a question I had, and I know it's a box, uh, a boxing term, but what does lineal yeah. champion mean? So they called Jordan Devlin the lineal champion. What does that so, mean? So I think that's... Because obviously Santos was meant to be the uh, interim champion. Mm. I think that he's like Devlin's like the not the legit champion, but I guess that's what you'd mean. I see. I'm not hundred percent on that, but I'm I that's my understanding on it. Yeah. I was I was trying um, to look it up, like because I know it's it's a term often used in boxing, like the lineal champion lineal boxing champion. I didn't mm. know kind of how that crossed over if it was a similar way of, of thinking. Yeah, it's something I've heard in MMA. Um, okay. And that that's, as a, again, that's kind of my understanding of it, is that mm. he's the real champion, but because they've got, like, the interim champion who they're waiting to kind of unify right. two belts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when that happens. But then, mm, but then yeah. they, they've still not really... They're still acknowledging Santos as the real one, and Devlin is not. It was, it was weird. Yeah. Also... Yeah. Beth comments on Stallion uh, saying how he's kind of had a bit of a grind to get to the position where he's at. Stallion's eaten tuna fish and slept in his car to live this dream. Chill out, Beth. What's wrong with tuna fish? I had that as a snack last night. Don't make out he's hard done by. I've also slept in a car. Get over it. <laughs> you, you, you're glad you got that off your chest, mate. Yeah, I am. I am. I won't have any more fish. I'm, I'm good to, glad to see that uh, one of us is uh, keeping Aaron's here. Uh, Dream alive. <laughs> picking, picking Beth Phoenix's job apart, poor sod. She's very quiet when Edge came out, wasn't she? She was, yeah. Didn't they say yeah. a word? Probably didn't want them to uh, bring up the fact that he's a husband. Um, bring up what? The fact that he's a husband. <laughs> like like where Re- when Renee Young was uh, commentating and whenever Ambrose had come out, he'd just go, oh, that's your husband, isn't it? <laughs> um, so... There was a really nasty looking spot where um, Santos um, back suplexed Stallion onto the steel steps. Ooh, he yeah. then hit package neck breaker, which I thought was going to be a muscle buster and got yeah, really same. excited. I was like, um, was that a muscle buster? Whatever it was, it looked horrible. Yeah. Um, it was a pretty nasty looking move. Uh, he then, uh, Stallion fires up a bit. He hits a German suplex, a rolling elbow, mm-hmm. and then dives onto Escobar, who rolled out with a ring. Yeah. Um, pretty much in like, almost like a fluid motion. He did that as well. Um, mm. And then 
he was fire, he's firing up on Escobar in the corner. Escobar hitting Northern Lights into the corner, which just looked nasty. Yeah, he did. Yeah. The stallion lands on his head. Um, and then Escobar hits a phantom driver and Legado to win. After the match, um, he keeps like staring at Scarlett and like mouthing off stuff to her. Um, and then he turns around and crosses, like, march into the ring. Oof. He murders Wilder Mendoza. He There's hit like a um, two murders. <laughs> yeah, he hit, he hit like a crucifix bomb on there, Wild into the barricade, didn't he? Yeah, it looked fucking nasty. Jesus. <laughs> he then gets in the ring, goes nose to nose with Santos, and says, "I'm going to give you the gift of time um, to think about this, but just know, time will catch you eventually." Oh, um, this stare and then, was fucking awesome because Escobar looked smug as fuck for loads of it, didn't he? He did, and then Cross like just went to him, run along now, and yeah. Escobar looked furious. Face just fucking um, dropped. <laughs> yeah, because they were going, oh yeah, Escobar's not afraid to cross, I, I, almost like it was a stupid thing for him to do, which it was. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think we're probably getting this a takeover, aren't we? Oh yeah, just. Just to load the card up a little well, bit they, more. They even said they were just like, this clearly isn't about the Cruiserweight Championship. Like, yeah. this is something a bit more than that. Which is cool. Like, it's, it's good to see that they can put Escobar in matches that don't necessarily have to be against Cruiserweights. Mm, well, it, it's weird as well, because like we, was talk- we were talking about this ages ago. I think it was, it could have even been, uh, what was the last takeover? Um... December wasn't it? Uh, I can't that, remember what it was. Either way, the the it was war yeah. games. The oh, one where um, yeah 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 yeah. The one where uh, Santos had the match with Swerve. We were like, oh yeah, this is definitely Swerve's time. Santos yeah. is going to go on to bigger and better things. Yeah yeah. And then he didn't, and it was like, well, he it it almost felt like he was kind of floundering in that division. It's like, well, mm. he's clearly got like the star power to be a bigger star than the cruiserweight Absolutely. division. Not yeah, to take yeah. anything away from the cruiserweight division yeah. or swear for that matter while we're at while we're yeah. at it. But we were saying, yeah, he, I remembered that conversation now because it was he doesn't need the belt. Like he's he's elevating it, he's doing a good job, like he's having some awesome matches, but he doesn't need the belt to elevate himself. It's not doing any more mm. for him as such. He's already big enough to not be with it's, it. Yeah, it's almost like the cruiserweight title for him is like an anchor at this point. Yeah. So it's good that they, even though he's still a cruiserweight champion, they're allowing him to wrestle someone who's clearly not a cruiserweight and carrying yeah. cross. Yeah, um, they're both and very looking good. So yeah, that, when I, it happens, yeah. And that's the thing as well. Like Santos is someone who I like, but his character hadn't been really clicking with me until this, and it was like, yeah. as soon as we got that stare, that was like, oh shit, that's going to be a fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Just because Santos didn't back down as well, it made them look strong as fuck. Mm. Um, after the break, Edge is leaving the uh, CWC. Carrion Cross gets in his face and oh. says, "We don't know Balor. It'll, it'll be him who's NXT champion." Uh, Edge says threats like that um, motivate their uh, people, and he's like, "Maybe it'll motivate me to come back to NXT." Oh. <sighs> Oh, you dirty little dirty, shit. Dirty <laughs> bastard. <laughs> God, that'll be I'd love that if we got if we got cross versus edge. Yeah. The Again, only thing is it'd be it'd be dead uncomfortable because it'd be cross just dropping him on his neck. Just dropping him on his head for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Just cross oh, punch, like punching him in the back of the neck and you just going on. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. 
come on oh, now. God. Everyone's not upset. again. <laughs> yeah, kids are crying, mate. Um, <laughs> this goes back to what I was saying earlier, though, like Edge being like elevating everyone around him, and again, like Cross doesn't need that elevation. Like I'm invested in him already; he's awesome. But just mm. to have that tease there of fuck, how many more dream matches are there for Edge just in NXT, let alone anywhere else? Yeah, and this was really really cool. That's before you take into account that when Edge was like talking about coming back, like the two names that he said from NXT aren't even the two that he got involved in. with, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah. T- he also said Gargano and Chamber, and he didn't even fucking share no. the camera with them. Exactly. And then you think of guys like Timothy Thatcher, who'd have a great match with him. Oh. Um, Adam Cole. Yeah. Oh, Anyone God, yeah. from the Undisputed Era, really. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan, especially if you're a fan of Edge, which I think there's not many people who there's aren't. Not many people that aren't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with the fact that he said he's going to be full time up to Mania, I imagine that he's probably going to be doing what he's done this week and just show up on all the shows, maybe yeah. have a match here and there. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be mad, wouldn't be mad if we got an Edge match um, with what got announced for next week's AEW, which we'll talk about in our AEW review. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you after we finish recording, uh, <laughs> NXT are going to be putting something fucking huge on there next week, but I just don't know what. Um, <laughs> speaking of huge matches, though, the main event of the evening, Ooh. Undisputed Era versus Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Oh, Ooh. Ooh. chef's kiss. This was a fucking great match. Um, so the match starts with Ciampa and Cole, and they, they kind of, the build-up to this match was pretty much just saying, oh, yeah, Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa have got, like, a real big history, which they have. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, they were trading holds and reversals quite early on, Ciampa and Cole. Um, Cole fights out of the fairy tale ending and rolls up Ciampa, and then Ciampa kicks out of that. Uh, Ciampa dodges the last shot and then tag, tags in Thatcher, who the, and Cole tags in strong. Uh, these two just put on, like, a technical clinic. Mate, um, give, I've put in my notes here. Give these two either a fucking an Iron Man match or a submission match or something. Ultimate but submission. Ultimate Give submission. Yeah. Just let me watch them go at it for at least 35, 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like the, these guys put on absolute clinic trading holds, uh, trading strikes as well. Even little things like there was a bit where Thatcher, Thatcher was like working over the arm of Strong. Mm. And he just like needs strong in the, like the lower back as he was doing it. <laughs> and, really vicious. And he just every now and again he was just slapping the shit out of strong. But he does have um, like a really sadistic smile on his face. Yeah, he genuinely enjoys inflicting pain. He, <laughs> his facial expressions are like I think they're my favorite part of Timothy Thatcher because <laughs> like when he like he, he grimaces when he's putting certain things on, he looks like an absolute lunatic. Yeah. But then there was a bit later in the match where he um. He had strong and like a sleeper on the top rope, and as he oh, broke yeah. it, he just had this big like grin on his face, like dead <laughs> proud of himself. Look what I did. Um, he's like, yeah, I've just done that. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, after this, uh, Champer and Thatcher isolate Strong for a lot of the match. Um, it was a really cool bit where Champer and Strong were trading chops and forearms, really, mm. really like high octane, intense um, assault on each other. Thatcher comes in, just slaps the shit out of Roderick Strong. Um, <laughs> he just lit. Just literally, he grounds him and just starts slapping him. Um, Sorry, Strong took a real beating in this match. Like, took yeah. most of the offense from both of them. Yeah, he he looked he come out with it looking really good though as well. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. That's not a slight on Roderick Strong because he's awesome. You just forget how awesome he is sometimes because yeah. he's a, like he's in a group with Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, who are both fantastic wrestlers. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, Roderick Strong's really good too. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Cole uh, gets a hot tag, he drop kicks and uh, backstabbers both um, both Thatcher and Champa. Um, he Ushigoroshi's Champa. Champa reverses the pan- reverses the Panama Sunrise. Um, and there was like a cool submission spot where Adam Cole locked in a figure four on Thatcher. Yeah. Champa goes to break it and Strong comes in and locks in the Stronghold. Um, then we get more Thatcher and Strong, which I got excited about until Thatcher chopped Roderick Strong in the face, um, <laughs> oh, which was great. really upsetting. I wished uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roderick Strong had like welts like on his cheek and all, all over his chest, on like his neck. It was yeah, yeah. horrible. <laughs> Looked like he'd been in a fucking car accident after this match. It was, it was disgusting. Um, <laughs> Champer and Thatcher uh, then take turns just jamming and Roderick Strong onto his head. And then <laughs> Champer finishes it off with a running knee. Uh, Adam Cole breaks up the pin for that. Strong reverses a fairy tale end into an angle slam, which was pretty insane. Yeah, man. Um, and then Cole and Strong hit like a super kick knee combo on Champer, which looked nasty as well. Mm. <laughs> Timothy Thatcher just on his own starts brawling with the Undisputed Era at ringside. Uh, Roderick Strong back suplexed um, Thatcher onto like the barricade. Yeah. Champa then catches Strong as he's coming back in the ring with a Willow's belt to win. Uh, I didn't see that coming though. I thought, no, I didn't. I, I also didn't see Thatcher and Champa working so well as a unit. They were slick, weren't they? Well I, I didn't. Like, I watched their other match, which was on 205 Live, because mm-hmm. they were on it. Um, yeah. I was like, well, I want to see them because they're two of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and they, they didn't, they had like an uneasy, like kind of respect for one another in that match. Whereas now they look like they've been they a pack like of a, years. Yeah. They look like a solid um, team. After the match, top lads, GYV come out, stare down <laughs> Thatcher and Champa uh, next to the Dusty Cup. I cannot wait for that match. That's oh, going to be my awesome. life. I would have been excited for either of either of these teams, whether it's Thatcher and Champa or Undisputed Era to face Grizzled Young Vets, I'm kind of glad we're getting Champa and Thatcher though. I think Champa and Thatcher versus Grizzled Young Vets will be a bit more like an NXT UK match. So yeah. it'll be a, a lot Pretty more technical. And, technical. Yeah, there's yeah. going to be a lot of nasty things where Thatcher's chopping people in the face. Someone's um, getting dropped in their head. Someone's getting <laughs> chopped in the mouth. I feel, I feel bad for James Drake next week. <laughs> He's going to get On the receiving ass. end of fucking Big Tim. He, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be absolutely abused by Champer and Thatcher in that match, <laughs> while Gibson's just like barking on orders at him. Oh, stop! I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was NXT. Um, a really really strong a show. Solid show. Loved it. This um, week. absolutely loved it. You you did tell us your high before. Do you want to tell us again? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to stick with it, and it's difficult yeah. because everything on this show was awesome. But I'm yeah. I'm all about uh, Tian Sha. I think it's it's really good. So much intrigue, so different from anything else. Um, mm. Even this video package, it wasn't just like a video that was shot. They've taken the time to kind of write some story, to animate it, present it really well. Like, I'm a big fan of animation. I do that a lot for like, for my day job and stuff like that. Um, so to see it all into into wrestling and for it to explain the story, I think it's just fucking outstanding. So yeah, that, that whole animated video package for me was the highlight. Um, 
Oh, it's difficult to pick a low. I'm going to say the Jesse Khmer versus Tony Storm. Just, it was only there to serve as kind of a, a precursor to this triple threat we're getting at Vengeance Day. Yeah. Which is fine, but at the expense of they someone else, they could have they just... They could have to... just as easily had Mercedes attack Tony during her entrance. Exactly, yeah. Instead of starting the match and then having Jesse oh. look like he was going to put on a decent performance and then exactly. just brushed aside. Yeah. I'm with you on that. So, yeah, it was that was it. But that's kind of been, not being picky, but, yeah, I think she could have looked better out of that. Saying that, I could have also just gone for that Kurt Stallion interview because, <laughs> but. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that. Because uh, that was my low. Um <laughs> And my high was the main event. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honourable mention, though, to Cameron Grimes being back next week. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That that or uh, Thatcher and Chamber versus Grizzle Young Vets are probably going to be my high next week. Because <laughs> Thatcher and Champa, Grizzle Young Vets will just be excellent. Yeah. And Cameron Grimes, because he's my boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was. I thought it was a really good episode of NXT. I thought... I'm, I thought, to be honest, both AEW and NXT this week were fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not often we get to say that, but we are spoiled as wrestling fans at the moment. We are. Um, <laughs> and I think next week is probably going to be just as good. Um, oh, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, so before we go, Troy, where can people find us on the social media, please? Oh, we've got all the social media outlets. Uh, find us on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod. If you want to check out our weekly gaming stuff every Saturday, you can follow us on Twitch at Untitled Rest Pod as well. Uh, if you want to see any of our watch alongs, any of our video specials, they're all up on YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. And for general social media things, we're on Facebook too at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Awesome. And if I want to get anything for my beard, where can I get that? Thatchface.com. Get yourself over there, thatchface.com. Um, use the discount code TROYXL85 to get yourself 20% off your purchase. They do brushes, combs, uh, balms, oils, gift sets, etc. And 10% of their proceeds go to Testicular Cancer UK. Great cause. Great cause indeed. Um, and seeing as he's been on every other podcast this week and he was going to be on this one, I'll give a little shout out to Big Tasty's Wrestling Theme Brewery, Top Rope Brewing, where you can get all your beer he needs. Uh, they do some very good merch as well. Troy's currently wearing a top row brewing hat. Oh, yeah. Um, and they've got some pretty cool t shirts. Um, face masks. I believe. Yeah, and face masks. I believe uh, they've just moved to a new brewery. They've got their, their fermentation vessels, FVs for short. Uh, they've got five named after various members of the Dark Order, the big one being called Brody, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think he said he's brewing a load of new stuff this week. Ooh. If I remember rightly, nice. um, I'll have to ask them on the AEW review. But yeah, they'll uh, they're going to be brewing some pretty cool stuff for WrestleMania. Um, nice. Check them out. Anyway, I've been Jay, joined by Troy. This has been NXT. I haven't got a joke like Aaron, but thanks for listening to us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast house and the Untitled Wrestling Podcast house.